Welcome back to Young Business Minds, also known as the YBM Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Kwan, as well as Alan Fan is here with us, my other co-host and friend. Alan, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. Awesome. Well, today we've got a really special episode because we're going to be actually interviewing Alan as part of our series, and he's going to be our first guest. So we're going to reveal what Alan's business is. And for you young listeners, this is a chance for you to understand how a business works, how they actually make money, and some of the thought processes that they have, and what you can potentially adopt yourself as you start to think about your own business or expand your own existing business that you may already have. So, Alan, tell me about the business that you're currently in, where it's located, what kind of value do you create for your clients, and ultimately, how do you create a profit? Good questions. Good questions. Well, I, first off, I'm in the real estate business. And how I got into this business was actually due to my parents. My parents were real estate investors themselves. After they purchased their first home, they started purchasing a second home and a third home and so forth. So I was always curious as a child and even right now, I would ask them, like, why did you buy the second home? And how did the math work around that? So they would tell me, well, we bought the second home because we want to have more than one property to pay us when we don't, we don't want to work anymore when we're retired. And I was thinking, okay, how does that work? So my parents would tell me that they had a tenant paying down either a majority of their mortgage so that they would one day have that house paid off. And the next tenant that comes in would be essentially paying them. So I thought that was such an interesting strategy. I thought that was such an interesting way to make money instead of just going to a job to trade your time for money. So what I didn't realize is early on, I was like, it's really expensive to buy a house and it's not easy to buy a house when you're younger because you have no credit. You don't have any prospects to make payments for the mortgage and stuff like that. I, I definitely inquired more about real estate as I grew up. As I went through, I always was interested in real estate. I always tried to figure out what the math was around real estate. I was just curious. I started doing more. Or I was more and more curious around that. And then in 2009, I purchased my first property with my now current wife. and we started living in that property, just like anybody else would. However, there was a new idea that was coming around, which was you don't just rent your property out to a tenant for a year or two years or three years or multiple years. You might rent out your property to somebody for only a few weeks or a few months or even a few days sometimes. And in this kind of scenario where you're renting out for a shorter period of time, you would actually make more money than if you rented out for a long period of time. So that really got me excited because I always understood the concept of renting out a property for a long period of time. And I knew what the money was around that and the returns were around that. So then I started doing it for a shorter period of time. Now, there was more to do meaning that there's more maintenance and more management when you're dealing with a shorter period of time. 
when I was young at the time, I wasn't really concerned with doing more work. I was willing to do the work. I was willing to get my hands dirty. I was willing to go out there and find furniture to furnish the place so that we could rent it out for a shorter period of time. Because no one's going to come and rent it for a few days if there's no bed or there's no internet or there's no cooking utensils or there's no dining table, right? So these were the things that I had to go out and get my hands dirty and greasy and figure out how to do all this stuff and get it all together in this property so that I could go ahead and rent it out short term. As I was doing that, I also am in a market in Vancouver that is difficult from a cost perspective. It's very expensive to purchase properties in Vancouver. I didn't know that really in comparison to other cities because I've lived in Vancouver my whole life. I, I didn't know any better. So I expanded my ideas and I expanded my reach around homes around the world. And in 2008, there was a crisis or a crash that happened in the U.S. And during that time, I found out that there was actually cheaper homes in different areas. One of the cities that I was familiar with was Las Vegas. And I started finding out what the price of homes were in that area. And when I did, I couldn't believe what I found. I was like, this is unbelievable, the price of these homes here. And the returns were even more unbelievable based on the price of the home. And that's when I started getting curious with that specific city, that specific area. So, Michael, your question of how did I bring value to my current clients who I help manage properties for, okay, for myself, which I own properties myself, is that I started looking at different ways to do the same thing that my parents did. My parents purchased property, they rented it out to somebody, and then they collected a profit on that. All I did was I changed the system where I didn't purchase the properties where they purchased it. I purchased them for cheaper. I didn't rent it out for the same amount of money that they rented it out for. I rented it out for more. So then what ended up happening is when I have a lower cost to entry for my properties, when I'm making more money for me renting it out for a shorter period of time, I'm now exponentially changing the game as to how my parents did it. So the way my parents did it, they probably couldn't have necessarily managed more properties because they were working a full-time job. You know, there wasn't a lot more to give to another person, but through my system, my style, my way, there's definitely a way to give some to me and some to my client. You, Michael, being one of them, of course. So that's how I bring value into my business. That's what I do in my business in a short form. And hopefully that gives you an understanding of how you can potentially change the game of something that you see as a potential business. That's fantastic, Alan. Thank you so much for sharing. And for our young listeners, really quick, I just wanted to share with you what a mortgage is. You know, when I was younger, I didn't even know what that meant. So Alan, can you explain to us what a mortgage is on a home and how it helps when you go to purchase a home? Yeah, very good question. So the mortgage is essentially 
somebody lending you money. Usually it's a bank, okay? The bank is usually a lender. They have a lot of money, okay? And what they say is that, look, you as the person I'm going to give money to have to be responsible. You have to be able to show that you actually make money, okay? So as long as you can show that you're responsible, meaning you pay other people on time already, maybe it's a credit card, maybe it's a utility payment, maybe it's a car payment or something like that. And let's say you have a job or you have some sort of sustainable income that's always coming in. Let's say you work a couple of jobs and you're like, I generate at least um, a few hundred dollars a week doing this job. That means I can make at least a couple thousand dollars a month in this job. They're going to say, well, you know, Alan, you need a few hundred dollars to live at least. Okay. And you want to borrow X number of dollars and the payment is going to be at least a thousand dollars a month. Well, I can see how you can make that payment. This kind of this math makes sense that you can make this payment. Therefore, I'm going to give you a loan, i.e. a mortgage, essentially. I'm going to give you some money as a loan for this home. I'm going to collect a little bit more from that loan, meaning that I'm going to collect some more money from that. It's called interest, okay? I have an interest in me loaning you money so I can get more money in the future, okay? And you, on the other hand, myself, me borrowing the money, I'm going to get this home now that I'm hopefully going to create some good value out of. And we're hoping as well that this home will be worth more in the future than it's worth today. So that's what kind of the crux of what a mortgage is. Okay, fantastic. So it sounds like it's essentially, like you said, a loan that you're using to purchase a house because typically we don't have this big pile of cash that we're going to be using to buy the house. We can go to the bank. They'll give us a mortgage, which is like a big, long extended loan over time. And you can pay it back slowly over time at a certain interest rate. And assuming that you have some income or you have good credit, then they'll give you more or less depending on what that looks like. So thank you for explaining that, Ellen. I think it's really important for our young listeners. I remember again, back when I was just in high school, I was like, what does that even mean? What's a mortgage? How does that work? And I kind of knew sort of. So it's a good thing that we're explaining this to the young listeners that we have here. Now, you're creating value for your clients in a couple different ways. First and foremost, you're helping them to acquire real estate. And real estate is one of the types of assets or things that put money into your pocket that you can buy as you go along. And for our young listeners and audience, I want you to know that even though you may not be able to get a mortgage. I want you to start thinking about becoming a real estate investor, even at this young age. And the reason why is that if you come across a deal, you can actually find investors, investors like myself or Alan or other people out there that actually have money and they're willing to put the money in so that they can get a good return out. And if you're able to create the skill set in order to find a good deal, that's something that's very marketable all day long. And it doesn't actually require any money. It just requires a lot of knowledge. And so you will have to study in that regard. Now, with that said, Alan, it sounds like, you know, for you, the way that you create profit is that you can charge a specific fee for some of the property management 
for these short-term rentals. And for myself, as I'm actually one of Alan's clients, you know, I'm happy to pay Alan all day long because he's putting money into my pocket. So why wouldn't I want to pay him, you know, to make sure that this relationship keeps going? And so I think one of the great things, listeners, is that anytime that you have a business, the value has to be both ways, right? You want to be able to create a relationship where there's a win-win. And so Alan does that very well in his business. So the second part, Alan, that I wanted to ask you about is tell me about when you were about 14 to 17 in that age range, you know, for our young listeners, what were you doing? Were you an entrepreneur back then, all the way back then? Or were you just a, you know, very prim and proper student? Or were you an athlete? What, what was going on back then? What were some of your thoughts back in your youth? I was certainly not a athlete per se, because I am some small little Asian kid that doesn't have <laughs> a height or strength or speed. Well, maybe I had speed. That was the only thing I did have. But I certainly was not a school athlete or not like the high school athlete or whatever. I was definitely smart. But I wouldn't call myself an academic either. I wasn't the one that was like constantly going after the high grades and being, um, I mean, I don't want to say it like this, but almost like a teacher's pet where you're doing everything according to the book and that sort of stuff. I'm a bit of a questioner. So, you know, when something doesn't make sense to me, I might not do it or whatever, that sort of thing. So what did interest me was money because at my age, I don't know if it happened to be my family or maybe a lot of other Asian families, but school was very important to my family, very important to my parents, very important to the culture of what I did. So therefore, getting a job was not really in the books or in the cards for me. Like doing as much schoolwork, doing as much homework, you know, I don't know if any other Asians can relate to this, but playing the piano, like this is all like very common things that I would need to do when I was in that age grade. So for me as an individual, I was like, the only way I'm going to get money is I got to do it myself, meaning that I have to do something in to be able to make some money. At the time, I didn't know it's called value. I didn't know that it's something that I have to bring to the table for somebody else so that they would give me more money and some of it would become mine. Okay. So I didn't know that what that was at the early ages, it would be really just buying and reselling things. I would buy something that I think other people might enjoy or might like, or I might hear of something that people want and they were either too lazy to get it or they weren't able to get it. And I would go out and I would try to source these types of things. Now, some of them were good. Some of them were not so good. As an example, I used to source firecrackers and that sort of thing during Halloween times. And thankfully, no no one got injured or anything like that. However, um, yeah, that's what I would do. I would literally source things that people would want to the point where there was one point when I was 16, 17 year old in that age range, there was a neighbor who was buying up all these hockey cards. So in Canada, hockey cards were the rage, right? Maybe baseball cards or football cards were were the rage in the States, but in Canada, it was hockey cards. So he thought hockey cards were going to come back into style. So therefore he was buying up all of our hockey cards to the point where I sold every single hockey card I could possibly sell to him. 
Okay. And I was like, I was making some money here and I really enjoyed that process. However, I wanted to make even more money. So what did I do? I started asking him, Hey, what other hockey cards are you looking for? Let me go and find those hockey cards for you. So I started looking for other hockey cards and even ones that he wasn't necessarily looking for. I'd be like, you know what? You might be interested in this other signed hockey card that I it came across my path, right? What do you think about this signed hockey card that came across my path? Would you be interested in this? And I was essentially just trying to find the things that other people wanted. That's what I did. And then I would sell it for a profit, even to the point where this guy who was buying hockey cards, I would start like getting things for him that weren't even hockey card related, just going to the store and buying it and bringing it back for him. I guess I was like an early on Uber Eats or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, that's what I did. I bought things that people wanted and I sold it to them at a profit and I made a few bucks on the side. And that was the only way I was going to make money because I wasn't allowed to actually have a job at the time. Fascinating. Well, that sounds... That's really interesting, Alan. So it sounds like you were an entrepreneur, even at that young age, really figuring out how to buy and sell things for a profit. And, you know, in some ways you were a broker, right? I mean, you're sourcing these different things from different places and then you're going out and you're providing it as a service. And so you're creating a market in some senses. So that's actually really fascinating. Now, tell me, like, as you started doing this thing, as you started to create these little businesses, How does that translate into your business today? Did you acquire any skills during that time that you can actually say are helping your business today and moved you forward to becoming an entrepreneur? 100%. I mean, first off, making any type of purchases or buying things essentially makes you a better purchaser, makes you a better buyer. You understand what the value of things actually are. So... How much is a chair? How much is a table? How much are things in general? How would you know that unless you were involved with purchasing it? And here's the reality as well. Sometimes you make good purchases. Sometimes you make poor purchases. Sometimes you have to negotiate purchases. Sometimes you have to understand what the condition of a purchase is, or you have to understand the value between what is good used and what is good new. So I started understanding what good value was, what something was in terms of a good buy or a bad buy, right? These are the things I started to understand and started to realize through making a lot of purchases. Now, when I go to evaluate a home, which is not a few dollars or a few hundred dollars or even a few thousand dollars, We're talking about six figures here, you know, in these homes that we're purchasing and sometimes maybe even seven figures, you're trying to understand, is this a good buy or not? In a small purchase, it doesn't really matter that much. You buy a bad candy bar. What's the difference between a dollar or two? Who cares really, right? It could be a hundred percent difference. But if you make a bad purchase in a home, that's a very, very big difference between a good purchase and a poor purchase. And it could set you back a lot in life in general, if you make one that's poor. So those skills that I acquired through purchasing definitely allowed me to understand where the value lies. 
And now it's not just in purchasing homes. It could be purchasing furniture. It could be purchasing appliances. It could be purchasing uh, or hiring people for labor-related activities that need to be done in the home. So all of these purchases definitely gave me the ability to see what is good value or what is not. Got it. No, that's that's a great point. And something actually that we're working on together right now, speaking about furniture, is I have a rental property in Las Vegas that we are looking to convert over into a short-term rental. So I've been asking Alan, hey, how much is it going to cost to buy the furniture? Because I want to know what my upfront costs are in order to know when I'm going to start making a profit and how quickly that's going to happen. And what I really want you guys to hear is that Alan started taking action early on, even as a youth, right? And so you guys have the opportunity now to take action, to learn as much as you can, to start making deals with your friends. It could be little things here and there. It doesn't have to be a crazy business, but start getting into that business frame of mind, being an entrepreneur and starting to create value for other people will translate into lifelong skills. So the final thing that I wanted to ask you, Alan, before we wrap up this interview is, can you tell me, knowing what you know now as an Mm. entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a real estate investor, what would you tell your former self at the ages of, you know, 14 to 17? What would you tell yourself knowing that you know now if that individual wanted to go out and create a business and become an entrepreneur? What advice would you provide? You know, I was thinking about this and um, it came up through actually my own explanation of my own life as to what I did or why I did what I did, which is, you know, I told you that I, di- I couldn't get a job. I couldn't go out there and acquire a job because my parents wanted me to focus my attention on school and that sort of thing. But of course, like you're going to focus a lot of attention on school in general, but you know, there's only so much you're going to do, or there's so many, only so much attention that you're going to give necessarily. And what I would tell my younger self is that don't be frustrated with the things that you don't have. Meaning. What I've realized now through this conversation is that because I didn't, wasn't allowed to go get a job that actually made me pursue my entrepreneurial spirit more because I had to, I was forced to, I didn't have no other option to, but to go that route. If I went out and got a job, maybe I'm starting to go up the corporate ladder as opposed to becoming an entrepreneur. Okay. As an example, my parents never purchased a car for me. Like I know a lot, not everybody gets that, but a lot of parents might help their kids get a car, purchase a car for them, that sort of thing. I thought that was so unfair at the time. You know, I thought that was so, so not right that, you know, why wouldn't I get help to like, at least get a car? Wouldn't you want me to have a car? And I just remember like me spending the time and energy and thinking about what kind of car could I actually afford and what could I actually go out and purchase because that's, I had to use it with my own hard earned dollars. I had no other option, but to purchase a car with my own sweat equity that I put in to purchase this vehicle. So in that moment, I felt sad about the, the fact that I had to do this all on my own. And what I would tell my younger self is that this small bit of pain that you're going through, this area where you think it's that life is 
actually happening to you where you're like, this is not fair and this doesn't seem right that, you know, other people have it better than I have it actually made me so much stronger as a human and as a person to be able to understand what it is that I'm capable of and having that realization now that, you know, whatever I decide I actually want, I will actually go and get. And it's not a matter of if I can actually do it any longer. It's only a matter of when that actually will happen for me because I've done it so many times in the past from when I was a teenager all the way until my adult life now. So to me, I'm just so grateful that I was put in those positions to be able to grow and become a better version of myself today than I was, you know, had I not had those opportunities. And what I would tell my younger self is that these problems that are coming up for you or things that you think are problems are merely a gift for you to become a better version of yourself that in the future, you're only going to be blessed with because you had that opportunity at a young age. Wow. Powerful stuff, Alan. I like to always tell my kids, life's not fair. And that's a good thing. Sometimes it's in your advantage. Sometimes it's not. And a lot of times when we perceive it as not to our advantage, there's a gift beyond that. And it may take some time to be able to see what that gift is. But if you have the faith and you're listening to Alan's recommendation of how to accept these challenges, you'll realize that, you know what? Beyond this pain is a gift that can ultimately serve me and other people for life. So, Alan, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing with our listeners. This has been fantastic. So we're super excited. We're going to be doing a bunch of these, obviously, and bringing in successful entrepreneurs with different perspectives, different values. And it's really going to give you guys that insight that we really wanted for ourselves as youth. If we were able to tap into this information back then, wow, the amount of fuel to push forward would have just been amazing. So we're really passionate about this project and really serving you guys in the best way we can. And on our next episode, we're going to be coming back and Alan's going to be interviewing me. So yes, I'll give you guys some uh, insight into what I do and some of the different businesses that I've had over my career and whatnot. And uh, we're going to have some fun. So yeah. until next time, be present in today and enjoy the gifts, whether it's good or bad. You can always find something that's good about a situation as well as bad, but you get to make the choice. So make a great choice going forward today. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, go build your empire and stay blessed.